and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. With trap beats playing in the background. With trap beats playing in the background. With, 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 with. Now, it over. Now, get it over. Now, touch your toes. Now, man, man. with trap beats playing in the ah. With trap beats playing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm very low. It's cold in here. I'm very uh, low energy, so I needed that for my soul. Okay. Oh, but I'm good now. We up. <laughs> How was so? Ooh. It was hot. Then it was cold. What's going on over there? In Memphis, mm-hmm. you know it's free for all. It's the wild, wild west over here. It's hot. You say it was bright and sunny. Then the power went out. Now it's cold. <laughs> That's the thing. I be going. Listen, I'm not trying to look. I, there's a. We'll, I'll talk about Memphis when I. I'm so conflicted about it. one day I'll talk about my experiences here like it's a beautiful city but it is time to go because like the power went out I, I was on the phone I was in a meeting but to be fair we were talking mess so it, it was a little I mean I told you what I was trying to tell you anyway <laughs> so um but I'm just in this meeting with Delaney and the power go out she like what's the weather I'm like bright and sunny it's just just a regular day just a regular day and I was 47 degrees, which I don't really mind. It's going to be 80 later in the week, but but it's my favorite time of year. Time to turn the heat on. <gasps> when you're he- Oh, oh we're going to argue. Oh, my God. It just stressed me out. I forgot our plans for next year. How are we going to come to a compromise? Oh, my God. I'm stressed. I'm pretty stressed. Girl, first of all, that's not even going to be a problem because the amount that you need to turn on the heat here it's like it's still so hot it's so freaking hot like you say you say that but what's the temperature today when i was driving back it was 67 today i'm turning it's 67 right now i'm turning the heat on but that might be a problem it's 84 degrees right now oh okay, and okay, the high okay. is 89 so oh, okay okay <laughs> i just feel like in the winter time because when i was when we went for yolo national I was like, I t- the heat was on in my hotel room. Like, I, that might be a conversation with my doctor about iron tablets. But until then, because I, Delaney, like, when we used to record in Rochester, our friendship was always on the brink. Because I like having, I kept my partner on 80 degrees. That, I miss that little spot, little cozy, little giant. Your face, right? Because. I'm a cold girl. Like I'm always cold. Always. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, the news right. this week. Um. Okay, so Berkeley College of Music and Spelman College have established an inaugural student exchange program. Um, okay. That's going to help elevate the contributions of Black women to jazz studies and the contemporary music canon. Um. So if you don't know, Spelman College is an HBCU in Atlanta um, and one of the top HBCUs as well um, and a global leader of education for black women. And so, yeah, they partner with Berkeley. So it was um, conceived by the director of the program, Tia Fuller, who was a Grammy nominated recording artist, saxophonist, uh, band leader, and she's also a professor at Berkeley. Um, but she got her bachelor's degree at Spelman. So, um, that's kind of how she came up, um, with this. And she also founded other colleges, um, um, sorry, the person that she studied from founded the college, the college's jazz program, um, and directed the Spelman College Jazz Ensemble for, uh, about 30 years. So, um... She said that she wanted to reinstate the jazz ensemble in the instrumental program at Spelman College. Um, and the exchange program is uh, meant to allow young women of color to have the balance of experiencing black excellence at an HBCU and also um, the diverse musical community at Berkeley. I was like, this sound, this sound nice. What's his name? What's the name? Uh, USC has a HBCU exchange program as well. Um, I was like, this sound lit to be able to you said what to get the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. oh that's why you tweeted what you tweeted today 
producing? Uh, it wasn't because of this, actually. Oh, okay. I forget what I was looking at. Or also, I was just like, because sometimes that's cool. I'll just be like, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very lucky to be able to have gone to the places that I've gone, but like, the culture be a but lot. I, of the time. I don't know. I had a time at East. I be thinking about that every day. Like, it, oh, I Eastman had wasn't time. even that bad compared to honestly. You said what? I said Eastman wasn't even that bad. Like I'm really talking about right now. <laughs> like it, surprisingly, Eastman wasn't this bad. But also, I feel like because I wasn't really in the mix like that. People, I don't know. And also, Wait, like same thing. I think talking so. about being lit, right? Like community. Yeah, and oh, like okay. also, just like yeah, the experience and class and stuff. Like, I think right now there's more to do with like current events and like stuff going that's going on in the world. So you talk more about that rather than like text and subject matter and all that type of stuff. And so like mm-hmm. we, at Eastman, there wasn't really a lot of like talking about your interests and like your life or like whatever it's just like girl we doing the music theory we doing the art school like we just doing the stuff mm-hmm. so yeah but um it also is going to provide the program is also going to provide berkeley students with a foundation um in black culture and its influence and the power of the sisterhood network i'm curious who did, so who they send in this film also I'm very like I think it's a beautiful program I'm just curious about who when you go to Spelman especially because how Spelman is like from what I I don't know anyone personally that goes to Spelman I know my pastor's daughter goes to Spelman y'all might have been listening if you were listening before you know my my cousin Monica was supposed to go to Spelman but um, they didn't have room for her so like they like at the dorms and they were like, you can get an apartment. Why would you tell an 18-year-old to get an apartment? That's I'm not going to spell. I'm not going to air spell now, but that really made me mad because she that was like her school. Like, and it was such a, she went through a lot trying to get into that school. Um, But from what I have gathered from like, just like reading about Spellman and whatever, it's such a, it's a sisterhood. Like, so I can't imagine how difficult that might be to be an outsider and going into spell like I'm not saying like you're not gonna make friends and stuff like that but they just function like as a sisterhood so I'm very curious about that and also like balancing your experience at Berkeley now you going like interesting yeah cause when I was in when I was at Eastman my best friend at the time went to Spelman and I just remember mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember we'd be on, on FaceTime and I'd be like just put the camera outside I haven't seen a black person in weeks <laughs> what I was going through but I do like the whole sisterhood thing I wonder also because like I feel like we had that conversation on the show or maybe we decided not to about the HBCU conversation I think we did have it kind of when that majorette team at USC was going viral and all that type of stuff I don't remember yeah I wonder how like people who actually are currently at HBCUs are gonna feel about that because in that particular situation, a lot of HBCU people was mad at people for not going to HBCUs and and wanting to have a certain experience. Because it's like, you're ne- of course, you're never going to have the full HBCU experience if you don't go to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was just certain stuff they was mad at. So I wonder how they going to feel about an exchange program. The girls were devout. Now that was a time. Cause I'm just like, as a person who like, I think at the time we even talked about that. I think I was like thinking about getting a PhD at HBCU. I think that's where I was. My like, this was like 2021. I'm like, what are we gonna do after? I was thinking about. Yeah, that's that. really why I was thinking about it too. Because I just want to go to one. Well, also it's just like I'm not gonna get a PhD just so I could go to. Like, and like it's just I mean at that time it barely in line with my career goals now it definite definite there is no thing 
what I'm doing right now don't even align with my career goals. Much more getting a PhD. <laughs> so, um, but also I was like, it's not even gonna feel like it. Like when you, I feel like at the graduate level, like yeah, that's the like thing. That. Also, it's just not as exclu- as ex- I'm not gonna say. I'm like I said, I don't go to HBCU, but from what I have gleaned, it's not even as exclusive at the graduate level because people just want to go to medical school. They just want to go to dental school. Like, mm. I don't know. And I, as a person who went to grad school, if it was a comparable, I mean, nah, because I was lit at Eastman. So I don't know, actually. I used to be outside. Uh, I'm getting back to it. I am getting back to it. I went out like three times this week. Oh. She's, she's coming back twice. Right. She's coming back. You know, because, like, as an ambivert, thank you, Aurora, for um, hearing me. Girl. As an ambivert, that is as low as I will go. Um, I have to nurture my extrovert side, my extrovert tendencies, even though I'm definitely left of center when it comes to being an ambivert, definitely more an introvert side, but we move. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying. At the time, um, the girls were just really mad about us creating black spaces at at where we was at and it still comes up sometimes because I'll be following the major red teams and like some people will post like they oh they started a major red team at their their PWI and it's like girl why come down and Jackson State try for the J6 and it's like okay first of all even if I went to Jackson State there's no there's no guarantee I even make the team so I, so what are we what are we even saying like let the girls live yeah why are you so quiet? Something I said. Can you leave me alone? The girls can't see you rolling your eyes at me and disgust. So I thought I would feel. Th- I would feel it. Why? Think about it. Why are you so mad about me being an ambivert? We'll settle this once and for all. Katie, it is settled in my mind, and it's that's so funny problem. because you know that's not the problem. The problem is Katie here. Katie thinks someone hearing with them is the same thing. Some someone hearing you equals they agree with you. Like, because you see how it was my friends didn't hear me until she agreed with you, and then it's like, oh, she finally heard me. No, and we hear you too. We just don't agree. Aurora was my only friend, only one. I was like, I texted Tyler. I was like, Tyler, why why won't you back me up on being an uh, introvert? Because you a damn lie. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But when I told, because like I feel like y'all don't see. Anyway, it's fine. This is oh not. <laughs> How, so all the people, so all the people, and it's so funny because we had to, one of the many times we've had this back and forth unnecessarily, somebody, some rando commented was like, oh, you know, I can see what she's saying. And you was like, see? And I was like, so you're going to ignore this list of people who know you very, very well, who talk to you on a semi-daily basis. And all of them are wrong. But this random person that heard one conversation. <laughs> between us is right Nikki tried to back me to a corner with that with something else cause she was like okay and what did Lenny say about it okay and what did you Shane say about it and I was like <laughs> you cannot trick me you- it's not a trick <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but we move we move I will say like I was telling Jen I'm finna be outside <clears throat> in my third I think my twenties, I work too hard. Like I, I think so. I feel Viola. Like I feel like I need. I'm about to be outside. I'm sorry. I worked too hard in my twenties. I did lose my. I have bags in my eyes. <gasps> That's crazy. They don't look bad today. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like also I'm gonna work even harder in my thirties because of what we're trying to do. But like in a different I don't know how to describe it I just like I want to be outside more I feel like I mean luckily for a lot of this stuff working and being outside can overlap yeah that's true because I think the stuff we want to do we have to be outside so that's you're right but like oh my god my 20 that's work everything uh, what I like when I there was something I have, a, I have plans next week and I was thinking I was like proud of myself because because I was like normally after rehearsal I just want to go lay down and I'm like I probably will want to go lay down but I'm I'm gonna go do this thing and yeah like I'm trying I'm outside like I'm back to old Katie back to the streets 
anyway, um, we said this. That I'm, I know I'm not helping myself because, but introverts, I can't eat. I'm going out to eat. I can't go out to eat. I can't eat. To be an extrovert, like only extroverts eat. I'll be hungry after rehearsal. I'm going out with a friend after rehearsal. Okay, very good. I'm glad the audience agrees with me, period. All right, so time for the intermission. <clears throat> very good. Okay, so if you're not on social media, there is... Honestly, if you're not on social media, you could, like, Google or something like that. Like, the conversation around the term girl is just so fascinating right now. It's, like, just, like, the actual word, just the four-letter word girl, because of like people saying like I can't say this word infantilization there we go the infantilization <laughs> I know what the word is uh, y'all know I'd be getting stuck anyway the infantilization of women uh, there's like a whole bunch of different takes on it me personally I always say I'm a little girl when I have to get out of things that I don't want to do like the stuff that I have to handle I just it makes me mad like I'm on the phone with the insurance the car insurance and I was like ma'am what can you run me back what I'm supposed to do like I'm just a little girl I'm only 30 years old and she <laughs> and I was like can you tell me what to do and she's like oh I'm also a little girl I'm in my 20s and I was like oh my gosh so what are we gonna do like it's very interesting um and so there's this thing going around that went viral it has been going viral called girl dinner that was a whole thing me I'm gonna eat so that doesn't apply but then out of girl dinner came girl math and I'm gonna re read some um examples <clears throat> of girl math just so you can get like especially if you're not online like I don't I, this might not help much but it will I don't know it will get you like into the arena the area okay so it's like things that only make sense to like women right so like one girl was like um girl math is making sure i order enough things um to make it worth getting free shipping so like you know how like to qualify for free shipping you need to spend like 50 dollars, 40 dollars, whatever but if you buy like one thing for ten dollars it's like uh, but then i gotta pay for shipping so i'm not supposed to spend more to get like, that's girl math because objectively it doesn't make sense like you're trying to save money by spending money you're not saving money you can buy spending more just because you get free shipping shipping is like 7.99 girl please be serious but i will say there's something kind of demoralizing about paying for shipping um <clears throat> but also in the year, my lord like you get in the stuff that what you pay for it so <laughs> you said what i would say but also like but you still get in stuff but i'm like also you're paying for that stuff but it's just it just makes sense it's girl man it do especially i feel like amazon prime <laughs> ruined us because i feel like if if free shipping wasn't the standard then maybe i wouldn't care about but like paying for shipping i just don't why right just like, bring it over here like girl the mail come um, every day you said what said the mail come every day y'all coming over here anyway right just like drop it off bro like come on like also like why are you making me pay i'm just a little girl like that's crazy um one, this is one of my favorite ones because I, I feel this on a personal level. Someone said girl math is if I paid in cash, I save money because I don't consider cash real money. Like, it I didn't come I on just my account. Because it was like, free. <laughs> it's free. Like, you gave me these paper tokens and I just like exchange them for free stuff. That's crazy. Like, I love economics. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Like, sometimes I have a student that pays me in cash and I'd be like, Oh, like now I'm like, I, and I just got to get rid of it real quick. Cause I feel like I'm, it feels like monopoly money to me. Um, so yeah, so we're going to do, of course people started doing their spinoffs. The boy math era was funny Ooh. to me because it was really just dragging men because they was um, being mean about girl math. So then all the girls was like, all right, let's do boy math then. And it, it got really out of hand right like boy math is having a three in one um body wash seven in one or they was, they was dragging they, they were, it was they, like they were pretty bad i was having boy math is knowing every, every woman you know has been a victim of sexual assault but no man you know has ever committed because it's like it's a lot of y'all be having yeah. homies and y'all let them slide so there's a whole bunch mm. of 
Yeah, there was a lot of boy math. There was white math. There was black math. Yeah. Black math was funny because it was like... <laughs> I, I said, what's like, when you walk into... When you when you see go somewhere, you see two people, you know, like, dang, everybody here. Like... <laughs> Somebody said this, that, and the third. <laughs> yeah, whatever the case may be. That's that was more of like that's a slang. Never mind. That's not. But no, some but, people like I put like for for my I did black math and I did your mom and then I put the equal, the does not equal sign one of your little friends. Yeah. Like you make it into math. <laughs> yeah, like it was it was a good little time. Yeah. Um, but I thought we would do classical music math we have two each you want to go first yeah um so classical music math is having a fellowship program Jesus. for decades with the percentage of people of color in your orchestra has not risen at all they gonna hate that work. one huh I said they gonna hate that one. <laughs> How that work? How to add? That don't add up. It don't add up. Like okay, so my first one is kind of similar. It's like classical music math. Well, I guess this is a black classical music math. Like y'all can't say this, but I can say it. Um, is like when you go to rehearsal, you see more than two black people. You be like, man, it's mad niggas in here. Like we like <laughs> <laughs> the bars on the floor. <laughs> Like if I see you like, like split, okay. I was like, we deep. It's <laughs> like this is the NAACP. We got Tyler. We got me like Malik. It's mad easy here. And don't forget that one concert where Malik said, Concert Master? I said, Oh, oh, okay. yeah, sorry. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then my other one, classical music math, is uh, doing score study for 30 minutes and thinking you prepare for the first rehearsal. That's supposed to be like some type of like, you try to be funny. Okay. What you mean? I've been doing score study. I thought you said you didn't. Know. It depends. It depends how scared I am. <clears throat> like, um, what? I, there was a concert at Spoto. I said, principal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, knew what, I knew what was happening. Um, it depends how scared I am. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, but to be fair, like, most most weeks I'm scared. Not, not the Terry part. The Harry part, because it was, like, it was, it's like, three hours of music, so I did the best I could. Um... <clears throat> Mine is classical music math is practicing thirty hours a week uh, for a five minute audition. Honorable mention: paying a hundred thousand dollars for oh nope more than that paying six figures for a degree that will get you thirty thousand dollars a year. Right. I was going to say part two for uh, practicing 30 hours a week for a five minute audition is also going home with negative dollars. The worst part be, I mean, because like one thing about me, like there are friends, I I have friends who like they know they're not going to advance. So they just book the ticket. I, I. I feel like that would do something to me psychologically. Like I have to, like if I, if anybody here got to believe in Katie, it has to be me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm finna pay for the hotel until it's time to go. I'm, a, I'm gonna act like I'm finna advance. You know how much money you spend sitting in a hotel room all day? You don't. Oh. All right. Sore subject, but we move. All right. So this week's topic, we are in the month of October. We were in the month of October last week too, but we recorded that in September, so it doesn't count. Um, now we're in October, and we're gonna do Halloween themed things to the best we can in classical music. Okay, so this week we're talking about <clears throat> superstitions, 
And if you know me, I know I love The Office. And there's a quote uh, by Michael Scott. He says, I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. And that's exactly how I feel. I own the shirt. Like, I feel it on a personal level. Let me tell you why. So I'm sitting at my desk. I'm in the apartment that I pay rent for, minding my business. I look at the corner of my eye. Something's moving. I ignore it because by and large, it's not my business. I see it move again. And I was like, oh. And I turn, I turn and look. I'm still, I still be looking over there. I look, it's a lizard. <gasps> oh my God. If you know me, I'm also like very dramatic by nature. I, I can't help it. Like <clears throat> it's kind of annoying because I saw a said lizard also when I was on a phone call with my, with my boss as well. So like he got to see a side of me that, I mean, I'm always Katie, but like, you know, I don't know where I work, but I'm for scream cause I pay right here. And I was so scared and I just like I've been working in my living room ever since it was just last week I mean I took I'm sitting at my desk now um but and so of course like I haven't seen it since knock on wood and I was telling Delaney I'm like well I looked it up and like lizards are a sign of prosperity and rebirth and I was like period I claim it because like I realized that I am a little stitious like I think like especially black people like we be like whether you're religious or not there's some type of like superstition like you believe in and like i know specifically speaking for like jamaicans like tend to be for the most part pretty religious but like even my grandma who's very religious like it's some type of something that she she's saying to me um she always talking about she's seeing spirits all this other type of stuff so we were going to talk about some superstitions that we believe in when it comes to classical music and yeah so we're gonna start with first talking about what are some superstitions you have or rituals that you have before you um are going to play or when you used to play um wait for the lizard thing is it just lizards or is it reptiles in general did you look it up do you remember huh would you why you look it up and say something different no, I'm just asking. It better not be, it, listen. I don't call that in because if I saw a snake in here, I would literally. I I don't know what. Oh, oh my I'm, god! I would not survive. I wouldn't. You're like Katie. Yes, you would. No, I saw the lizard specifically. I, because I had a dream last night that several of my appendages were eaten by an alligator. I think I was attacked multiple times by an alligator. I can't remember if it was the same what? attack or if one alligator just ate all of my limbs. But I was like, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a sign of immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that mean? Prosperity, <laughs> new beginnings. Wait, the alligator was like eating you, or like you were like, oh my god, I'm eaten by alligator. Like, which one? Like after the fact? No, the alligator was eating, was attacking me. I don't have dreams like that. I was trying That's to so fascinating. escape it. I I failed. Yeah. Did you you woke up after that, right? Hmm. Did you woke up like as it was eating you? I can't really remember. I just remember I definitely didn't have two arms and two legs no more. But I, what I couldn't remember was if it was the same alligator or if I was having multiple dreams of like. I got attacked by an alligator, and then I got attacked by an alligator again, like, in different circumstances. I can't remember. I'm gonna look at her. Oh, not watching me. Okay. I'm not going, I'm not going for nothing on it. Anyway. Oh, should we do uh, just general superstitions before, though? Oh, yeah, probably. I, I can go first. The only one, I mean, there's some stuff that, like, I'm not really like, oh, my God. But, like, I'm just not finna do it. Like, walking underneath the ladder, why well, I'm gonna do that? You know? Yeah, I feel like you gotta go out of your way to walk underneath the ladder. Like, I could just go around it. You know, yeah, like, so Most of the time they got safe. that little thing. So now you gotta go under that tool. It's just like, just walk around it. Yeah, like, just to be <laughs> safe. That's really the, the only one besides, if I spill salt, I would throw it over my left shoulder. Just in case. I have my superstitions are more like I don't know like if my right if my it doesn't really matter most time it's my left hand but if my right hand or my left hand itches I know I'm gonna get some money it happens I've it's never failed 
every I get excited. He was like, "What? No, it's never failed. It's Girl, not in my okay. mind." Every single time. Technically, I looked it up. It's supposed to be if your left hand itches, you losing money. If your right hand itches, you're getting money. But that hasn't been my <clears throat> that hasn't been my experience. My experience has been every time my hand itches, every single time. I get money and sometimes I'm annoyed because I'm like yeah Katie it's payday tomorrow that pisses me off but like if it if it it's just like on a random Thursday I'll be like on a random Tuesday I'll be like oh period and it happens every single time I also um believe um that if my ears are ringing someone's talking about me and then there's one more Oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm always afraid when I dream about um, weddings because someone's gonna die. <laughs> that's a good. I think that's a Jamaican thing. Also, I what was I dream about? I had a dream that all my teeth fell out, and I was so scared because I know that has a meaning. What was mm-hmm. it? I've heard of the the wedding thing. I just don't want no dream that's that's gonna make me think about somebody dying. Um, oh, I was I was scared because it was personal loss, but also, oh shoot, when did I have a dream? Because remember that thing happened to my car. It was recent, hmm. but I I remember looking it up and I probably it was probably stress because I was stressed at the time. Yeah, I wonder what the teeth falling out thing because I was on insecure. It was yeah with her having she had a recurring dream with her teeth falling out. Oh, insecure. Yeah, I don't remember that. I've been rewatching. That's why. I, I remember but yeah so i don't i don't know what that means I, maybe i'll look up the alligator thing too yeah it may represent a fear of being overwhelmed or overpowered by something that is larger than you or an unconscious fear of losing control <laughs> it could be a sign that you've discovered you an instinct with your within yourself whatever that means um alligators are about verbal assault communication arguments criticism so if you're fighting back in a dream hold up <laughs> Sometimes it be it be right. Wait, no, 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 no. That's crazy. Wait, let me go back. Oh my gosh, you gotta send me that. Across the board, any sort of creature in a dream that has a big mouth, sharp teeth, and is known for biting, like alligators or even sharks, will most often be connected to criticism and biting remarks in real life. Alligators literally have thick skin. This is from hold on um that sometimes these dreams relate to how you handle criticism aka whether your skin is thick enough so you may get an alligator in your dream when um when like someone is biting your head off so to speak or they said something emotionally some emotionally wounding thing snapped at you all these terms we use for harsh remarks that resemble biting oh but of course context always matters um, alligators can show up as a reminder of those personal associations. Oh, they have more. Okay, real quick, and then we move. Cause me and Delaney do this stuff all the time. <laughs> um, okay, if the alligator is attacking you, depending on what is what's happening in your dream, interpretations for dreaming of alligators can have some nuance. Okay, whatever. The first thing you want to ask yourself is whether you've been attacked verbally lately, plus the way you handle it. Um, she says whether you recoiled in fear or fought back, plus she adds how that connects to how you reacted when you were attacked verbally in real life. Oh, the No, is crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like dreams be having meaning, but I think that's like my little superstition, like. No, that, that's actually really crazy. Like I'll hurry, I'll hurry up and get. I had a scary thing because I had, I had, I I didn't even realize it was a dream because it felt so real. I don't even know what this means, but I ha- was having, I have a reoccurring dream that like a a red light is being like flashed across my, like across my bedroom. Nope. It's so, almost like if someone had like a red flashlight and they were like peering through my. Mm-mm. But I and I, I didn't. It, I've been having it since I moved here. See that and that I compromise re- that you were talking about earlier. We're not going to worry about that. What's that about? That compromise about the heat. 
We were not gonna have to worry about that. If you, as long as you keep having that dream, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I didn't realize until a couple months ago, maybe like July or August, that it was a dream, which gave me like so much more. Pe- yeah, because that's how real it is. Like it it's like, yeah, I realized it was a dream. Girl, I would have bought a gun. <laughs> like because I was like, I don't even know how to describe it. I was like, imagine like am I? I'm like, should I ch- like should I change the place in my bed? I don't know, but like, I literally thought. Like it, but also like something told me not to get up because it was like what in what circumstance with a red light I don't know how to describe it like it's like panning across my room it's terrifying and I didn't realize it was a dream until like three, like three months ago because something about me if something happens to you in the middle of the night it's none of my business like I'm gonna stay in the bed like so <laughs> like ain't nobody getting up to investigate <laughs> like who who's so yeah, those are my little superstitions. Yeah, I, but I think dreams always have meaning, always. But I would be terrified if I was actually having nightmares like that. My nightmares are like my teeth fall out, or like this red thing going across my, or like I, my dreams always. I'm not saying your alligator thing didn't feel real, but my imagination is not like that active. Like I can't remember. Like I have a dream about someone dying, and it feels real. And I wake up, I'm like, oh, shoot. I worry about that enough in my waking hours. Oh, my gosh. You said I, what? I said I worry about that enough in my waking hours. I, I need. I can't remember the last t- like dream I remember even having. Mm. Or like whatever. And I don't really. I can't remember really dreaming vividly. But I do remember that one. Oh. Okay, real quick before we move on. What were you doing while the alligator was eating on you I really don't remember that's so interesting the circumstance I just and also uh, where, where, where were you that you would buy an alligator dreams just, are so funny cause it's like what do you what yeah dang he really got me I don't know but yeah you have any superstitions about playing um I feel like not necessarily superstitions, but a ri- but for rituals, um, I used to do the dance routine to the extended version of Get Me Bodied before my juries. That's cute. Usually at, usually like probably twice, two or three times. It's like, it's just like how some people will say, like, I've heard like getting your heart rate up doing jumping jacks, mm-hmm. like same effect. Yeah. yeah, I mean superstitions for viola. Let me try to think. Are they superstitions? I have more rituals, like, like for orchestra. I mean, for orchestra, I kind of like. I have, I'm in a rhythm now, so I don't really think much about. Yes. Yeah, anything it's kind of like not in a bad way but it just feels like a job to me like not in like a in a oh this is boring but just like I'm not dead inside but it just feels like I'm gonna work mm-hmm. um but like solo performances like I'm gonna take a beta blocker every single time Gosh. um <laughs> 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 this <video> episode. <laughs> like I just like I remember I was talking to uh Jason about this like I just got it got to a point where I can't be it got too high stakes for me to be fumbling performances because I'm nervous um oh I don't think also like oh okay so maybe this is a superstition I can't play stuff a whole bunch here we go I knew I had one I can't play stuff a whole bunch of times before it's time to go out like I remember I was, I was it was before my master's recital and I'm texting Caitlin, and she's like, "Girl, go play." I was like, "We got five minutes." Cause what am I gonna be doing? Like, cause I feel like if I play the opening, cause I remember that recital, I had to play the the second box suite. If I keep trying to play it through over and over, I'm gonna have a memory slip. And I think I can't remember. Maybe I did, but I was able to get out of it. I don't remember what happened. But um, that's something about me. Like orchestra is different. Orchestra, like I'm finna see if I can get this thing one more time before we have to perform it but like solo performances I don't run stuff backstage backstage I probably play this I play this um I, I wore myself up in the morning 
backstage, I'm playing a little scale, and I'll be like, let's do, let's go, period, because after this, I'm going to go lay down. So that's how I'll be thinking. Like, that's a superstition. Like, if I run something too many times, um, yeah. Same thing at auditions. Well, auditions are a little different. But I don't, I don't, I'm not like a type of girl where I got to play a whole bunch. I already played a whole bunch at home. I already knocked my head against the freaking viola at home. Like I'm here. I'm just trying to get into the zone. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like calm down, bad black or not. Cause sometimes I'll be like, Hey girl, we got 15 minutes for you to kick in. So sometimes like whatever, but, um, yeah. What was the second part? Superstitions. Oh, super. What are you, what are your rituals or superstitions about like, um, when we about to speak for classically black you know it's so funny you didn't say one of yours that i thought you were gonna say hmm. which is that you don't eat before a performance yeah and i almost had a situation today because <laughs> <laughs> i was so nervous because i that's i like i had an upset stomach tmi and like two hours before harry potter's a three-hour concert uh, there's an intermission but it's three hours imagine you oh my god <laughs> you would have to change your name and move out of the country bro because like i don't even know what to do in a situation like that because not gonna i've never had an emergency on stage before like how do you leave first of all there's so many things to think about because there's show there's okay it's the what we're playing this week there's no show at the orpheum but it's like my I, it, second movement i get up i'm trying to get the shell open i'm i'm trying to peel it back <laughs> And also, sometimes it don't even matter if you get through the piece. Like, sometimes, what if it's the first half of the concert? You play one piece. This is a, some, most of the time, there's another piece after that. So, yeah, I really don't play around with orchestra. I don't know. Why was I feeling festive today? Oh, I felt so bad because I had an extra hour because I was supposed to do a makeup lesson at the church I teach at. Why was church closed? I made this lady drive 30 minutes with her daughter to meet me for an hour lesson. I'm there. I'm like, the church was closed. I've never... I've, I felt so terrible off of her free lesson um, later on. so But I had an extra hour, so I was like, I'm going to get me a little breakfast burrito off and a girl. So I don't know why I was feeling special and feisty. Um, but it depends. Right. I don't like playing. You're like- about to add another instrument to the orchestra. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but that's not typical because sometimes I'll, my, like, um, People who don't know, I am vegan, and I like since being vegan, I have less stomach issues. So I'm thinking that something was wrong with the burrito or something. Um, hmm. so like, was yesterday in between? We had a double yesterday in between. I ate, which is not something typical I would do because I don't like playing on a full stomach. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it's gotten to the point now. Like, I'll have a little breakfast, depending, but I rather just like I rather play on an empty stomach every time. Yeah, and I also don't think I don't know if this is a ritual, but like I said before, like with my whole, I need at least two hours before, even the lesson. Like I would do my warm up in the practice room, and I go there, and then I do my warm up outside of where I'm having my lesson. Like I'm not trying to come from nowhere. I'm not trying to like whatever. That's just going. It's too much. Like I don't have like having stuff around a lesson, and then with opposite in terms of performances, because like. Katie want to have her stuff early. I want to have my stuff late. But I don't want to do nothing before. I just don't like... I'm surprised I even... What time was my Eastman recital? Um, I think because, like, they, they're not strict. It's just that, like, everybody has... Some, some people are giving recitals, like... I can kind of get what you get. I feel like my recital was late, though. I feel like it was at, like, four or something. I don't I like sitting around all day. Be- oh. <laughs> Maybe. Or I don't 11. like sitting around all day. You said what? It was either at 2 or 11. I remember. Because I was like, girl, why your recital so early? Because <laughs> I don't like sitting around all day. I do not <laughs> like sitting around all day thinking about this recital. Oh, you know what? You're right. Because my Memphis one was at 4. Or I, well, I had 2. I don't remember the first one. Either way, I don't like sitting around all day. I want to get up. Play me a little, do, do me a little scale, play through some stuff that makes me nervous, and then especially because I'm not, I'm not playing a lot on a recital day, so I don't need. I'm so happy that life is behind me. I don't need because <laughs> I'm just talking about it, stressing me out. I don't need like 
for me, Katie, I mean, Katie, I don't need a whole bunch of like razzle dazzle on the day of because like recital's tiring, so I don't want to play a lot. So I'm like, so what are we doing? I don't sleep. I'm a, I, I'm an early bird, so I'm like, I'm already gonna be up. Might as well. We could do this giant at 10 a.m. Mr. Taylor was like, so we. <laughs> He's like, so we won't be doing that. <laughs> I was like, all right, virus out of butt, go off. Okay. <laughs> if I could do it at nine a.m., I would do a recital at nine a.m. It's ridiculous. We could do it at eight. Eight. We really could. That would eat. Eight might be a little early because you got to get dressed and stuff. So nine. Yeah, like, come on. Eight. Night. Um, okay, speaking, I, I remember our first, well, I remember our first live show, and we were both so nervous, well, not to be whatever, you were really nervous, I was like, I don't gotta play, so I think it just put me in a different mindset, cause I was like, I don't gotta play, so I'm, <laughs> I feel great. Mm, I feel like, I mean, we've done a couple of things, I feel like we have, but... I haven't identified anything that I feel like, oh, I got to do this. I feel like as long as we, it's, it's more of a feeling, like, as long as we've touched base and feel prepared and we have our, like, big talking points, then, like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, like, I don't know. Public speaking doesn't really scare me, especially like, depending on what it is. Like, I think the most nervous I'm going to be for public speaking is going to be probably lecture recital because it's like both and then but everything everything after that pretty good like yeah i've definitely gotten to the point where i'm just like girl like whatever i mean obviously like still not really a ritual though my only thing is i'm not gonna drink nothing i'm not gonna i probably that's something i probably would not drink or eat before before mm. um depending depending on how late it is obviously if it's super like late i'm not gonna be so now i pass that on stage but like other than that, yeah, I feel like I've gotten more comfortable with public speaking. And so it's just kind of like, what are we doing? Especially like, I can't wish to be in our era where we, because it's lit. We have a good time. Just Here. talking. Classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. Period. All right, y'all. That's We should um, see how the girls what rituals I'm, I'm nosy maybe i put an instagram story up and then y'all can respond and then can do some them. more classical music math maybe yeah i want to see i want to hear classical music math so um yeah but until then we moving on all right y'all time for black excellence where we hype you up gas you up and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top who are you talking about delaney this week i'm talking about courtney bryan um Courtney Bryan was just awarded um a MacArthur Genius Grant so that's how um she came into my orbit um she is a pianist and a composer from New Orleans Louisiana um she uh composes and and plays multiple genres including jazz experimental music gospel spirituals and hymns um and her her artistry focuses on bridging sacred and secular music and exploring emotion through sound um and also um confronting the challenge of um notating the feeling of improvisation in her music so she has degrees from oberlin um rutgers and columbia um so she's at doctor because Oberlin undergrad Rutgers master's Columbia for her DMA um she has also um had her work played in a variety of of venues like Carnegie Hall Lincoln Center the Miller Theater um the Metropolitan Museum of Arts the National Gallery of Art Blue Note Jazz Club Disney Hall literally all over um she's also given workshops at a bunch of different universities including her alma mater columbia um, princeton university harvard berkeley college of music cal uh cal arts um university of south carolina brown um 
and many, many, many more. She also um, helped design programs that guide young people to improvise, compose, and work with music technology. Um, and she's done that with artistic, uh, through artistic collaborations with um, many of the institutions I named before, namely Columbia, Carnegie Hall, and others. So shout out to her and congratulations on your genius grants. Period, girl. Um, I have the name of my piece of the week. I just want to get the first name. If not, the first name of the piece. The first name of the composer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my piece of the week is called "Rainbow Body" by um, Christopher Theophanidis. Theophanidis. Hmm. Yep, I know how phonics works. Um. It's a gorgeous piece. I liked it. I had a good time playing it. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Join the Ebony Tower. It's not free, but it's lit. So, you know, do what you got to do. Um, Patreon.com slash Classic Black Podcast. If you want something free, join ISBM, ISBlackMusicians.com, ISBlackMusicians on social media. If you got a piece of the week suggestion, a black egg suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send it to classicbackpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.